0: Welcome to Open Sources Guelph. Here on CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus, and Community Radio. I'm Adam A. Donaldson of Guelph Politico,
1: and joining me is Scotty Hertz. and Adam. I was thinking back to that time we were in the Source Mobile and you, you grabbed the steering wheel and said, take me to F and City Hall. <laughs> and I was like, sir, I have to take you to Harvey's. We can't go to City Hall. <laughs> we went to Harvey's. <laughs> <laughs> that was <Sorry>, semi true
0: <laughs> that was wild that was weird wild stuff and i love yeah. the defense it's like well he couldn't have done it because cassidy hutchinson said it was in the beast and of course it wasn't the beast which is the big limousine they're in like the little suburban limousine so it absolutely could have happened but that's going to be a topic for another time i'm afraid mm-hmm. Open Sources is CFRU's political and current affairs discussion show. And you can find us here every Thursday at 5 p.m. as we talk about the latest news items from Guelph, Ontario, Canada, and around the world. And we sometimes interview local newsmakers and politicians. But since the long weekend's coming up, we're just going to do the news this week. Um, we're including... Sorry, I lost my place there for a minute. So uh, that's how you know lots I've lost my place. Yeah, lots, yeah, it's, it's, I, that, I, it's I'm almost unbelievable. Um, <laughs> the new Ford cabinet uh, was announced last week. It looks pretty much like the old Ford cabinet, but we will get, uh, will we get different results? We're going to talk about that. And then there is also a leadership race in Alberta right now. And we will discuss the eight candidates running to replace Jason Kennedy, Jason Kenny, and Mm. which one of them hates the current premier in Alberta the most. (laughs) I blew the joke by insinuating Kenny is a Kennedy, and I apologize to the family of John and Robert F. Kennedy. Anyway, uh, finally, it's our new Canada Day tradition, protesting mandates that no longer exist. We will talk about the return of the Freedom Convoy in Ottawa this holiday weekend. But first, uh, I'm glad we got a lot of levity out of our systems first uh, first thing in the show here, because um, mm-hmm. we knew this was coming uh, because they leaked the decision. Somebody did anyway. Uh, almost two months ago, it didn't make it any easier hearing, though, that uh, the, the Supreme Court of the United States repealed Roe v. Wade. Uh, has a lot of people in the United States very concerned, has a lot of people here very concerned. But I mean, in terms of the reaction, of the United States. Um, it would be incorrect to say that abortion is illegal in the or that abortion is no longer legal in the United States. It's just that abortion, unsafe abortion, or I should say safe abortion, is now illegal in some portions of the United States. A handful of United States states. Uh, boy, I'm really blowing this with the alliteration today, aren't I? Um, a lot of states in the U.S. Uh, had trigger laws that went into effect. Others had some kind of trigger law that tried to go into effect but their state constitution getting get, get, get uh, has gotten in the way and so some judges in a few states have actually issued stays um, so that uh, uh, there is time for women's clinics and abortion clinics to respond um, or abortion proponents to respond and then of course there are some states like New York California, Illinois that you know are going to keep on trucking so uh, if you thought, you know, as an anti-abortion advocate that this was going to solve problems, uh, it actually created a great many more legal problems and, you know, real problems for real people, real women out there in the world. So it's uh, not been a good week for for people
1: concerned about human rights south of the border. But the pre-born children. Yeah, yeah <clears throat> protests exploded pretty much right away. And there was some, was it Kitchener? There's been some local as well, a smaller scale and one. Yeah. In Toronto as well. And I mean, there's, there there are some people trying to say that, well, I know it doesn't really affect us up here. It so does Mm -hmm. not just the fact that there will be people wanting to come up here, Mm -hmm. but we, you know, tend to echo these things and the emboldening of the, uh, let's call it the theocracy for lack of a better word in the, in the U S of a Mm -hmm. certain, of a certain stripe. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've, you've already seen it up here. The, um, The talking points are the same. The protest—it's just—it's just just, because it's Canada, it's scale. But what I I thought was interesting out of it, too, out of the decision, was the—and I'm sure you saw this, Adam—the Clarence Thomas. There was this suggestion. Mm -hmm. Seems Mm -hmm. they're being emboldened by this. They should—they should look at other rulings, like the ones on same-sex marriage, gay sex, and the use of contraception. Uh, It—it's essentially a declaration of war on progressives in the u.s democrat on you know name name your flavor right it's like they're just going to roll with this until they can't roll them or something stops i don't know what that's going to be yeah something that might stem the tide a bit will be the elections in november and this immediately when this dropped this will probably be if not number one on the top five things that will be of concern uh in the november elections for sure because got, it's got both sides fired up. I'm saying both sides. It's not quite that black and white, but clearly the Republican-Democrat divide and the progressives and the non-progressive divide. Um, but you know, having said all of that, the polls suggest, and this point will be repeated over and over, the majority of Americans support abortion access in some form. Mm-hmm. The majority. Mm-hmm. Not six to three. Right? It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the problem and that's the challenge. Right.
0: Although there are numerous challenges. And number one is that, you know, at least Clarence Thomas had the guts to say what all the other six, the other five conservative judges on the court were thinking, including Judge uh, Justice John Roberts, who voted with the liberals to not repeal Roe v. Wade. And I mean, that was a vote for the legitimacy of the court, which I mean, it was gone long before now. Um, But, uh, you know, I understand. John Roberts maneuver there but he has five colleagues who do not care about the court's legitimacy at all and one at least one colleague who's like absolutely we're going to take back this right we're going to take he goes all the way back to I think it was 1955 loving V Virginia gee oh. I, I wonder why Clarence Thomas would stop at repealing uh, interracial marriage gee I, it's, it's almost like he has a personal stake in it and everything else just- yeah he's perfectly fine with that and you know all, all I could think is like you know what Clarence why't do you go back in time to 1959 and walk down the street uh, holding the hand of your wife in Birmingham and see what mm-hmm. happens. It's, you know, uh, it, it's amazing to me just how the, the limited vision. It, I mean, it, this goes to Amy Coney Barrett, too, who, you know, is at the peak of her profession at the age of 52? I think she is. She has yeah. seven kids. Not all of them are teenagers. And it's like, you know, Amy, I, I respect your right to have as many kids as you want and to, mm-hmm. to be a career woman. But you can't tell me that you did that all by yourself uh you had help and you've just condemned a whole host of women who do not have the resources you do um to to extra toil struggle and I, I'm not just not to say that parenting is a burden necessarily but i mean this poor woman in dayton ohio who has cancer and is pregnant she's fairly early in her pregnancy and and You know, this women's clinic in Drayton's like, well, we'll have to send you to our sister clinic in Indianapolis, where it's still possible for you to get an abortion so that you can get the chemotherapy you need to live. And it's like, it's bad enough that you have cancer. It's bad enough that you're uh, pregnant with cancer, it's bad enough that you have to maybe maybe you want that child and you might have to abort your pregnancy in order to get cancer treatment. But then, so on top of it all, say we have to ship you hundreds of miles away to get you the medical help that you need, and that's what this is. This is medical help. You know, people like Clarence Thomas think that you know women go out and have illicit sex seven nights a week, accidentally get pregnant, go to the nearest abortion clinic and go one abortion, please. And that's, that's what life is like for, you know, these, you know, these women of the evening or whatever euphemism people like Clarence Thomas used. Um, and, and that's just not the case. We're also talking about a topic pregnancies and, um, you know, and and you know what's gonna happen with some when someone has like a an atopic miscarriage and you know the police are sent to her house, like, okay, can you prove you have a miscarriage? Because a lot of OBGs, YNs will tell you they can't tell the difference between atopic miscarriage and abortion. There's no way to tell the difference. So you're just condemning a whole bunch of women to not just the, the misery of not having any options, but like the misery of being treated like criminals. Um you know, for things that their bodies do. And that's not
1: right. Yeah. And it, it's, it's about women's rights, but it also becomes about class along yeah. with that story you mentioned, but also there's tons, there's tons of others. Like everything seems like a unique situation until you find out that there are a ton of people suffering through like what you said and other situations that they can't, you know, they, they are right. So it's, it's like, well, we don't care. We need this baby to be born because, uh, our version yeah. of Christianity says it needs to be. Yeah, and it always, you know, these things always surface when this topic comes up. Is like, there's nothing in, nothing in the Bible about it. <laughs> there's nothing. There's very. There's. I feel I've said this like many times before. Mm-hmm. But as somebody you know, who had been a churchgoer, not by choice, maybe the same Adam, I don't know. But it's like it's it's it's, it's <laughs> not it's not in there. No. So
0: how to perform an abortion is in there,
1: right? <laughs> and there is there are there are also like I think it's in the Old Testament. I just want to get too mm-hmm. deep dive, but it's like you know this. You know we're, we don't consider this uh, murder. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we could probably spend a whole hour on that, probably with the right people, but or the wrong people, depending on your perspective. But I I really like that. There's it's been shared a billion times. I'm sure you've seen it. That um, the Young Turks rant. I've taken to calling it. What's her name? Is it Anna Kasparian? Yeah, that's right. Saying you know. I, I don't care that you're a Christian. You feel, feel free to believe that. I think mm-hmm. this is along the lines of the, the most Americans part. She's like, but I have constitutional rights as well, because I do not believe that. And you are infringing on those. Right. Right. There's and been this a is lot- the problem is that there's the wall. And I reported somewhere on Tuesday. I can't remember. Where I saw the headline. It's like the Supreme court is taking aim at the separation of church and state. And they want to tear that wall down the wall of separation. I think they officially call it. Right.
0: Yeah. They, well, they did, because there was another Supreme Court case that hasn't gotten a lot of play, but this case of uh, of a football coach who would have prayers on the 50-yard oh, yeah. line yeah. after the end of the game. And yeah. some of the students were like, well, I didn't want to, you know, pray. It's not my thing or it's not my religion. But, you know, I felt like I had to so I could incur the
1: coach's favor. Um, and well, I saw a couple of posts on that where it's like, just wait until the Muslim coach Right. Gets down and does his thing, how long that lasts? Right. I mean picture a day. One day. And it'll just still end. Like, no, you can't.
0: Not to not to not to hit, you know, hit Birmingham too hard, but can you like imagine if there's like a Muslim football (laughs) coach in Birmingham, Alabama, and like the team wins state and he yells up Allah Akbar and you know, a crowd full of people probably with concealed weapons, uh yeah, can you imagine how well that would go down? Take you
1: down with your CCW, yeah, probably. <laughs> right. I thought he was a terrorist. No, he was pranked the He's, same God He you said Allah
0: Akbar. That's a terrorist catchphrase. Because I saw it on 24 37 times. Um, <laughs> they say it every time they blow up a bomb. Uh yeah, that's I mean, that's exactly what's what would what would happen and but i mean that was that was the case and you know had the, the requisite reaction a lot of people were like well what's the point of separation of church and state if you have the supreme court just saying like yeah he was right to impose his personal religion onto all those players and they were right to feel uncomfortable that if they did not if they decided they did not want to pray then they would have to accept those repercussions that is nuts there is no national uh, religion, no matter what stupid head from Colorado thinks, because um, she was like, "This church, wait, people are trying to separate church and state, and that's wrong. State should be taking its orders from the church." It's like way to way to talk like a high school dropout, Lauren Boward But um,
1: oh yeah, but I mean, <laughs> th- this Constitution that they love so much upholds yes. these yes. rights. Right, yes. it was designed that way. And you know, and speaking of that coach and whatever, there's there's lots of let's call it small ball stuff going on. There was sure. that situation in Maine with taxpayer dollars going to religious schools in underserviced areas. Cause there's nowhere else for the kids to go to school. Right. Well, they have to go to this religious school. I'm not sure what faith there, but it's like, okay, that's That's it's okay to fund that with taxpayer dollars. Right. And then there was another case. in I think it was Boston, Boston city hall, right. There was a group that wanted to fly a, a flag with a cross on it. Yeah. And there was a big to do about that. And I, th- was that a Supreme court decision? I think it was i think it was the court says yeah go ahead yeah but they're they're prioritizing though right but i mean this is
0: i mean it's not even about religion it's it's about christian nationalism it's it's basically what al-qaeda or or what the taliban practices except it's with um with the the sharia form of islam that uh you know it's it's state-sponsored religion and again that's not in the constitution and the other thing that you know from Clarence Thomas this week is, you know, he was asked about it and he's like, well, the kids, the kids are too busy looking at their phones instead of reading the constitution. It's like, Clarence, you realize you can probably call up a copy of the constitution. Actually, you definitely can. You can probably go to the national archive website on your smartphone and call up a copy of the constitution. So don't give me that. But that's one of these old goat things that people like Clarence Thomas say, it's like, Oh, the kids just don't understand the constitution. It's like, well, clearly you don't understand the constitution either. And you're a Supreme
1: court justice. (laughs) well yeah exactly i mean you're underestimating the kids and that i thought that was interesting too the protests in washington mm-hmm. was the young people on both sides mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so they, they always say "Oh, the young people always go democrat they always go left they go socialist it's like no the the the, the people at uh washington that were with the pro-life signs were were young people young mm-hmm. kids right so it's like to, it it's it's I'm not just underestimating them, but it's it's unfair to say that. And you're right, that is that is an old goat kind of thing. Like all oh, their children, you're all Well, I mean, I mean and their devices, they don't know nothing. It's like they're actually quite savvy, far more savvy than he is, probably.
0: Well, there's also the other side too. You have old goats like Clarence Thomas and, and Sam Alito taking abortion rights away. But you know, outside the Supreme Court, you have, you know, women in their seventies who remember the day. That Roe mm-hmm. v. Wade became law, so it's it it is it, it is a young and old issue. Um, it's a pity that the the old uh, some of the old people in the United States Congress could not uh, act um, in in a in an immediate and substantive way, and by, by that I mean Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, and Chuck mm-hmm. Schumer. But well, I'm to just talk, gonna
1: I just wanted yeah. to say uh, we probably shouldn't have used old goat there like so many times. <laughs> but uh, please forgive us because we're on the verge of being old goats ourselves. So, and then we'll leave it at that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're, we're, we're allowed. We're, we're middle-aged goats. And so we can, we can look backwards and, and call people older than ourselves goats. And we can, you know, look, look down on the kids and call them kids. I, I, I think, I think
1: that's legit moving on though. That's the old goat show for this week. (laughs) That's
0: the old goat show for this week. Um, so, mo- looking closer here in Ontario, uh, Doug Ford revealed his cabinet looks a lot like the old cabinet with some f- notable exceptions. But I think the one thing a lot of people on onto was um, the uh, Ontario's first nephew, Michael Ford. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> having been elected in the riding of—I uh, didn't write it—the riding he's in down uh, no, York, yeah. York Southwestern. So. Um, he uh, he obviously can't run in Etobicoke North. That's his uncle's riding. but he ran in New York Southwest and won. He is now the Minister of Citizenship and Multiculturalism. Uh, and for some strange reason, the press kept ask, asking him about nepotism.
1: So that was kind of weird. He's like, could you spell that, please? Like it was this.
0: <laughs>
1: no, I mean. <laughs> They came to his defense, right? It was interesting. I saw a part of a presser with John Tory and then mm-hmm. he's like, you know, we got to give the kid a chance. He was like, Is he doing that in mm-hmm. the John Tory way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm paraphrasing a little bit there, but uh, you know, he, he was talking, I, it was Doug Ford had mentioned how he grew up. I guess he grew up in Etobicoke North, which, you know, the most multicultural riding in Canada or whatever they're, they're calling it now. And that's fine. You know, his, his uncle's, uh, you know, Patois in the restaurant is a reflection of yes, that is true <laughs> to a degree, right? To a degree. But yes. you know, the the he's oh god, what was I gonna say? I was I was trying to say something there with trying to couch it, and so I'll just kind of start over with because he's so fresh, mm-hmm. um, you know, why not? I, I don't was was his victory a significant one? Probably not really. Other than like you know Gerald Ford's ghost could run in Toronto and would win because his last name is Ford right like
0: well I mean an, an inanimate carbon rod could win but I mean this yeah. is yeah he beat uh, Faisal Hassan who was the NDP incumbent but he uh, Hassan had won in 2020 or in 2018 and yep. it was a li- that was a formerly liberal held seat Laura albanese who um, had had been the MPP there since 2007. So this is a, it seems like a pretty swing writing because in it's been a writing since 1999. And it was, there was a liberal for two terms and then an NDP for a term and then a liberal for three terms and then an NDP for a term. And now it's Michael Ford. So Hmm. it's, I mean, this is, this is an interesting writing to sort of uh, examine um, now that, we're talking about it but i mean here's the thing I, I have no problem with young people in politics um but i mean it just it, and, and it could be that michael ford will be a very good asset in that portfolio and, and i don't want to mitigate that but it looks bad it just well, looks yeah. so bad when you're you know, and and and, and uh, i mean so many other things looking bad about this too like it's a 30 people cabinet seven women and that's that's two less than the last Ford cabinet you have a cabinet with two black women or you have a, a caucus with two black women in it and you give one of them the position of associate minister of women's social and economic opportunity I mean I'm sure I'm sure Charlemagne Williams appreciates the vote of confidence giving that she's a new but she has the exact same experience as michael ford she was a school board trustee in brampton she was elected to brampton city council in 2018 and she was elected to the the house uh i was gonna say the house of commons but this isn't the house of commons the legislature uh last or earlier this month so why is she the associate minister of something of of women's social and economic opportunity which not an unimportant position but uh michael ford is the minister of citizenship and multiculturalism oh, yeah. i don't know that seems it just seems bizarre to me and it just you know and as we've said before in politics if it smells bad it
1: is bad oh 100 percent stinker right there yeah but that i mean you, normally you would cut you know spend some time and cut your teeth as a parliamentary assistant sure which is also in the news because 43 mpps were named parliamentary assistants was that wednesday yeah. that was today yeah yeah for example, Oosterhoff for a red tape production. He's moved from education, I,
0: <laughs> I mean that's the thing, it's like Osterhof's got his teeth. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but he's but his deed, yeah.
0: He's now a married man and he's like almost 30 years old. So like he's yesterday's news. Get him out of here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're a real world experience, but anyways. But with that, all the assistants get a salary bump of sixteen absolutely six hundred. So that puts, you know, seventy-three out of the eighty-three um, with extra duties, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I think they should find some efficiencies there, you know, <laughs> got some red tape and uh, there's no chance. There's no chance. Like if, if they find somewhere where they can reward people who haven't really done anything like Michael stirp Ford, who, you know, because of his last name, mm. uh, then, they will. so this, this is just, proving the point that some people made i don't know if you're all right somebody had sent me this adam and i don't know if it was specifically to talk about it today about Graydon smith mm-hmm. former mayor of bracebridge now mnr and uh what forestry i believe so i will double check that but keep talking has been served with a lawsuit <laughs> mm-hmm. private lawsuit but there was obviously enough uh evidence to bring it to court that uh, there was a paving project rammed through up bracebridge way that took out the um Landings turtles, their habitat. Mm-hmm. This is an endangered species, so the the charges allegedly this is violation of the Endangered Species Act. Mm-hmm. And this is, you know, that that's this is r- along the lines of what I see is going to be the get it done. So it's like slam a road through. Yeah, so you've got this person slamming the road through. Four thirteen will be the same. Just just make it happen. Get it done. To quote them, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so. I don't know where this is This might be something that just peters out or gets dragged along. And then they've already, you know, broken ground for certain things, but it's indicative of, at least I think of the mindset of, you know, the, not all of the people necessarily, but just, just the the whole government that we've been presented with. Right.
0: Yeah. Is it a scandal
1: yet? I don't know. I'm not sure. Unless somebody starts doing covering the play-by-play of it, I don't even think that's going to happen. No, I mean, uh, it
0: it could. I mean, it might. That might be something that might have more impact in like question period situation. Yeah, Uh, Minister of Natural Resources and Forestry. So yeah, you were right. Um, That was I mean, that was a big thing as they kind of splintered off like these these kind of northern centric portfolios into a couple different portfolios. Graydon Smith. uh, That seemed. Because I mean, he yeah, he was mayor, but I mean, he also barely won his riding, so that seems like a bit of um, a bit of future election building. That you know that he he's elevated to a pretty high profile position given the region. Yeah, Um, I mean,
1: unlike I was going to say, like George Peary, right? That was a clobbering up in Timmins of he'll be in the MP for MPP for thirty two years, right? Yeah, and that was that was a thumping. So that's you reward people who do that, right?
0: Yeah, that was my thinking about his appointment as well, is like th- these high-profile people who, um, I guess, essentially did the impossible. Neil Lumson, Lums- Lumson too. Sorry, I sorry mm-hmm. I butchered your name. That's another one. Yeah. Um, to get to some like the, you know, Sylvia Jones as the new health minister and deputy premier, I mean, no, no disrespect to her, but God, whose ass did she kiss because her background is like before that she was she was elected in 2007 before that she was the executive assistant to john tory um when he was the leader of the pcs but i mean granted her time as solicitor general she didn't screw the pooch in in so much like she um she took some of the hit for like the carding thing that came out during when they were the the third wave lockdown but i mean that that got I mean that blew crap on everybody in the, in the PC benches, but I guess I guess she gets that role being the least scandal-plagued of some of the returning champions. I don't know. I'm I found that very I found that very bizarre. And then and also, also
1: she was a bit of a face throughout sure. COVID, right? Sure, there was and that, that was, too. Pretty as I've heard in more than one place, the rocky response. We seem to you know no one talks about it anymore, but remembering mm-hmm. those days where they would trot them out at the at the presses, right? She was one of those sure so that's maybe that's the reward right
0: and the other thing was lisa mcleod is out of i mean she she came out and said that she under the advice of her doctor she was not gonna have an expanded role in government but i mean at, at the same time it's like why did you run for re-election in the first place if your doctor's like you're under too much stress yeah, because physically and mentally that's that seems yeah. bizarre
1: she had already had uh some health issues right so yeah uh not, not to falter at all but it, it it does seem odd that you would because is she going to stay on as an mpp or is it gonna be a by-election right away
0: uh i think she's staying on as mpp for I'd now say. i guess but yeah. it'll be,
1: you know I, it's uncertain as to how effective an mpp you can be when you're yeah. dealing with certain challenges that's not to say she shouldn't have run because you never know like, what yeah. happened in somebody's life but yeah I, I, I did see she's getting a bit of flack for that but it's like well At least I don't know. Did she step forward and say, "Don't give me a portfolio," or was it she didn't get one?
0: I I think it was yeah. I think yeah that 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 was why, and I was because it was
1: why it was so quiet. We didn't hear a thing, right? Like I I, I can't recall seeing anything from you know an announcement or even some puff piece on Ford. He was just gone for like weeks, and then yeah, and then then this right yeah.
0: Yeah, it's, it's just it's it's super weird. And then there was like there was a flirt because they had a caucus meeting on Wednesday. So there was a flurry of announcements about like they're going to reiterate that they're cutting gas tax starting Friday. Um, they're they capped rents below um, inflation, but it's still like the highest, you know, uh, rent increase um, in recent years. So, I mean, it's. the rent is too damn high but uh, we will have to see what else is coming down the pipe in the weeks to come and uh we're gonna play a little music now and then come back with news from away in Alberta. Good old Alberta. Nothing, nothing really terribly interesting happens there. Am I right? Moving on. We'll come back in a second. You're <laughs> listening to open source Guelph here on CFRU 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus and Community Radio. <laughs>
1: De ma musique, je calcule et j'en profite. 1, 2, 3, on y va, on y va. 4, 5,
0: 6, bébé, on a du bis. 7, 8, 9 dans mon panier. 10, c'est le son de ma
1: musique, je calcule et j'en profite. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, Le retour à 1, le retour
0: à 1, le retour à 1, écho. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Le retour à un
1: that was our royal cat records pick of the week royal cat records 21 MacDonnell in downtown guelph that album is on the cfru charts and i'm gonna tell you i don't remember what position it's in but it is there i think it just charted that was missy d the song is Casse des Pas, and the album is also called Castepar, which means Square One, <laughs> but not the mall. It's like the Square One that you start from. You gotta, you know, you can't go wrong with a counting song, and not an accounting song, but a counting song at any time in my book. So Missy mm-hmm. D, check her out.
0: I gotta say, I don't think anyone would have uh, mistaked it for the mall. I'm pretty sure Square One is mostly just known as a place where all the go buses pull up in Mississauga now.
1: But uh, it's- yeah, it used to be quite a happening place when you were a youngin. And
0: also, uh- thank you,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> I only <laughs> 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 It's still the same. I got on it 25 years later. The stops were exactly the same. I'm like, what happened here? I don't Interesting.
0: know. Interesting. Nothing, literally nothing happened. Um, Okay. Uh, I was going to say speaking of nothing happening, but I don't want to. Oh, no, no, there's definitely something happening. (laughs) There's definitely something happening in Alberta. You may recall that uh, Jason Kenney, although he did technically win the leadership review, said he was going to resign as the leader of the UCP and the premier of Alberta. There has since been the start of a leadership race. And there are eight people so far in the running. Um, and one who has uh, already said she will not be running, even though um, <laughs> Sean Schnell, which great name. Uh, he was, uh, he was Patrick Brown's campaign manager for the federal conservative leadership, but then he abandoned ship to go work for Michelle Rample Gardner's leadership, which never got started. So that guy's having a great year. Um, hmm. But that's okay. Uh, even without without uh, the honorable member from Oklahoma, there's still lots of people in the Alberta leadership race to choose from. And um, I think they have one thing in common, and that is uh, they're not fans of Jason Kenny.
1: Not fans of Jason Kenny and not fans of Ottawa. And they, they seem to run <laughs> concurrently mm-hmm. with his crew, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, because there's varying degrees of there's the – I keep calling them the wild roses and pluralizing it, but they're actually ex wild rose. Like um, it's called them Patrick, Jean. G- Patrick Jean. I was so used to saying, we're, I think we said Brian Jean for a while. Brian Jean, right? Yeah. Are we call them Jean.
0: Uh, we were calling him Jean. And I think I'm going to stick to yeah. that because I, I like the touch of class. It, it, it the versed. Jean
1: genie. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. and Daniel Smith, who who was the one that took her, her gang wild rose gang over to the conservatives i can't remember what year that was it's it seems oh neither seems can like I. a long time ago now right i'm gonna say at least 10 years ago so we've got the disgruntled wild rose people and you've got the disgruntled ucp people and there's a lot of like uh who was the one that was kind of kicked out like you can't you know was criticizing the ucp and the the kenny machine i think they said mm-hmm. uh, and it's like okay you're cut off and you're cut off uh so yeah this it's it's essentially infighting and this this is the the the, the problem of the challenge with it is that if if um, they don't get us let's just say a star for lack of a better word. Like Michelle Rumpel Gardner mm-hmm. Garner would have done really, really well. I think mm-hmm. I think she could have act been the next Kenny and been probably the premier of Alberta. Because she would be a bit of a, a reset, let's say. She has that burden, right? Mm-hmm. But she would be fresh. And there's, I guess they've had a bit of a bump just by the fact that Kenny is gone. Mm-hmm. And people are getting interested again, right? Mm-hmm. But, there's, but some of the talk has been like, if they don't get somebody who is considered, let's just say a star, for lack of a better word, like Gene or Daniel Smith, then it's going to be, who is this Bill Rock? Or, you know who is this Travis Tays? Like, I yeah. Don't know who this... It can be the same with, if there's no recognition, the party, then it's like, it's probably, if that happens, it's probably going to be the NDPs to lose. Right. But if they could, a united, I mean, a truly united conservative uh, party in Alberta, that included the remains of wild rose who are still going and the Alberta party.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if they could get all of that together then they would just pretty much be the government of Alberta for life. Right. Mm -hmm. As they were for years, as the the old conservatives, let's call them for years and years with the government. Right. So, well, I mean, that's the big
0: question is there was a trend research poll that said um, 26% of people would be very likely. And 26 would be somewhat likely to consider voting for the UCP in the next election. And that was opposed to 17% likely and 22% somewhat likely for the NDP. But then the, you know, the wild Rose and the Alberta party combined, or the, I think it's technically the wild Rose independent party. It's like something like 39%. Yeah. I do wonder how this will wash out. Like if, if, if it's not, it, it's so hard to say, like, is there someone I'm going to say it quote unquote normal in the race <laughs> um, and, and they win. Um, well, that forced some of the more extremist sides into either the wild Rose independent Party or the Alberta party and then and then sort of that thus letting th- thus creating this like, split that va- split among the conservatives that could let the ndp come up the middle and and i think it's possible because you know, people like danielle smith who this was 2014 by the way when she disastrously led her party across the aisle mm-hmm. to the progressive. uh i think all but three members across the aisle to join the progressive conservatives and then none of them won their like writing association votes and so they were <laughs> i mean that was uh Outlined, yeah yeah i mean and and she's she's become like a COVID denier she like posted about you know kooky conspiracies about you know the pandemic lockdowns and, and and she's actually put out ads that like say i will never support another lockdown ever it's like okay well nobody wants another lockdown that's cool um you get, you get i mean really you get hmm. you get people like um uh, rajan saw rajan sahi who is a former cabinet minister and one of these people you talk about who's sort of like sort of like came out against kenny um mm-hmm. he says he wants to have an independent inquiry into the pandemic response wink wink we got to find out who the puppet masters were um you know bill rock he says he's not a kamikaze candidate um but Nobody kind of knows what he's for. Uh, <laughs> uh Who else we got? We have, you know, Brian Jean, who you've mentioned. I, I will I will say, like, I have kind of a mad respect for Brian Jean because there was an interview or Brian Jean, if you will. Um <laughs> mm-hmm. Because he was an interview with him. He said, like, I'm not one of these people that stabbed Kenny in the back. I stabbed him in the front. And I, was <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, yes, you did. But, I mean, he's also one of these people who's like, I think we need to have a constitutional convention so we can get rid of this equalization payment nonsense. And it's you know it's like well that goes both ways, Brian. You know, do you want some subsidies, nice federal subsidies for the oil and gas sector? Bet you do. Oh, um,
1: yeah. Well, that's that's like what I was saying off the top about how this this kind of I don't know if it's as much a hatred for Ottawa as it is for one to be like pro Alberta. Like he was, right. he's one of the Wexit gang, right? They're like oh, we need to. Or right, at least but, it is appealing to the Wexit people.
0: But you have Todd Lowen, who's saying things like there's a hostile government in Ottawa. Um, and then you have, you know, Brian Jean, who, who's like, you know, I just want to have like some discussions about Constitution stuff. He sounds like a freaking moderate and he's not a moderate. No, <laughs> but, no. But I mean, this is like kind of where we are in this race. And then you have. um Seven out of eight of them took place in, in the first forum, which was hosted by this group, the Free Alberta Strategy, um, which is what? essentially like the think tank for Wagsit and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it it's, you know, I mean, that, that could very much be a situation where it's like, well, it's, it's a candidate forum and I'm going to look stupid if I'm not there and I'm a candidate, which fair enough. But on the other hand, I it's hard to detect where you know where on the spectrum people lie like when you say like there's a tyrannical government or uh, excuse me a hostile government in ottawa does that mean you want to go it alone or that you want to change in government in ottawa or you know whether that's you know going to daniel smith again who's like just sort of straight up talked about creating and, and endorsing the alberta sovereignty act which i guess sounds like um Sounds like separation, like like having a referendum or something. But I mean, that's I I mean, that's the real trick here. I think ironically, Michelle Rempel Gardner would have been a moderating influence in this Mm -hmm. race. But I mean, even she said she essentially said in her statement, all this is too crazy. I will not touch this with a four foot pole. That was her statement, like summed up in a sentence. It was like Mm -hmm. this stuff in Alberta is crazy. No, thank you.
1: (laughs) Yeah, because it would take a lot to jump into that fray. If, you, yeah. if she's already in it, like if she's already in provincial politics. That would be one thing, but yeah, that, I read a bit of that the Daniel Smith plan, which involved. I mean, I can fully understand any province wanting if you if you feel hard done by by Ottawa wanting to take back mm-hmm. uh, certain powers. But mm-hmm. it sounds like they want to push the powers to the limits, you know, to the point of where I don't know if it would break up the federation, like or create a constitutional crisis, Mm -hmm. but that's, that's what they're hinting at. She's like, yeah, we need, we need, what was it? Trains and pipelines to Churchill and then icebreakers up there so we can get the oil out. And Mm. like, it's, it's just this, what are you like Belarus? I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure what the goal is. Like, do you want, do you want to align to the States? Do you want to like go it alone? Do you want to essentially be the Republic of Alberta, which which is what it sounds like. Like, Mm -hmm. Sovereignty means that you're a sovereign, uh, body. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's ways to increase that without you know specifically saying they're gonna go out alone. But I mean the the top at uh, the poll I saw about what are Albertans concerned about mm-hmm. inflation mm-hmm. the price of stuff which a lot of that invo- involves oil and gas but also mm-hmm. oh god what was that? I dropped it what was gonna what's the second thing it was inflation oh yes healthcare mm-hmm. and this is a gang that want to privatize healthcare mm-hmm. they want to make it a business in their sovereign dream or whatever it is. Right. Right. So there's that to consider. Do you want to strengthen it? Or is, you know, is your idea of strengthening it, privatizing things. So perhaps they happen faster, but you know, you can't keep your house in Fort McMurray. Then the price of oil tanks, like there's just all of those things. Right. So Mm -hmm. to just say, wow, we're just, we're just going to do this and we want to be a sovereign place. It's like, well, you're still in the gang. Yeah. Even though you've been in Canada, for a long time uh, and are seasoned, I uh, need to be mindful of that. Like how, how the system actually works. I mean, I guess who am I to tell these people they're in it, but it's like, <laughs> you're, you're saying things that sound, you know, appeal to a certain group, but in actual fact, they're somewhat ridiculous. If you analyze the, the whole political spectrum, right. It's like, you're promising things that you can't really do under the framework that we have. <laughs>
0: Well, there's a woman in the race, Rebecca Schultz, who we haven't talked about yet. She used to be a Brad Wall staffer, and she used to, and she's, I don't know if she still is, but she was the Minister of, like, Children's Affairs, and she cut child child welfare rates. And so she's branding herself a fiscal conservative, and she's, like, come out and said, like, uh, you will not like some of the cuts I have in mind. So... i mean
1: i mean she's being honest right she's not hiding it it's
0: it's the brian gene thing it's like well fair enough i appreciate your honesty but at at the same time this is this is an honesty that's a not going to get you elected on the on because you can't get elected on honesty essentially and b um you know it's the type the type of thing you definitely don't want to say if you want to be elected and also who's rebecca schultz i'm just saying anyway
1: that's it yeah. Who are these people we're talking about? I have no idea. <laughs> and a lot of them we will probably never hear from again, right? The last time we heard them discussed out here in the east. <laughs> well, we'll on, well, on the show. We'll have to
0: we'll have to see. Um we know we there are some people we definitely didn't want to discuss again, but here we go. <laughs> um the freedom convoy is coming back. It's coming back. Hong Kong. Uh, this this Friday, um they're going to go to they're going to march from um parliament hill to city hall for some reason because that's where all the federal federal mandates they hate come from um (laughs) (laughs) but they were going to have a picnic on the lawn of the supreme court uh ottawa uh the city of ottawa threw up some eight-foot fencing around the supreme court so that's not happening um this comes in the same week tamara lick was arrested in medicine hat for breaking her um her bail conditions uh she got her picture taken with one of the freedom convoy organizers and posted it on social media one of the conditions of her bail originally was to stay off social media so i i, I mean it. They, they they rewound her her um i don't think that's a legal term rewinding but they they took away some of the the things that um her bail yeah. conditions earlier the, so that she could get an award from uh, the Justice Center for Constitutional Freedom. She was oh. their, their freedom-loving person of the year, or whatever the word is. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so she got rearrested. That's not a great look going into what you hope is going to be the revival of the movement this weekend. But, uh, I mean, uh, alternatively, aside from the annoyance for the people of Ottawa, a lot of people are looking at this going, well, what? I mean, what are they protesting? There, are, there essentially are no mandates anymore. Yeah,
1: they're effectively co-opting, co-opting Canada Day and make you know trying to make it their own. Like they just they can't let this go, right? Mm-hmm. It's just it has to be about them, mm-hmm. and it's not about you. It's about I don't know colonialism and <laughs> imperialism, some indigenous and fireworks. people. Yeah. You know, let's get real, right? But yeah. yeah, and then I saw the bit about the, the somebody I didn't watch very much, but James Top, who would you say this is this veteran person that's walking? Across Canada to protest what he says are the remaining vaccination mandates. Mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't get, uh, you know, news reports or the radio or anything while he's walking to Parliament Hill. And you I know, guess
0: he he doesn't have a data plan. He has to wait till he can connect to yeah. public Wi-Fi somewhere.
1: Yeah, maybe he's listening to community <laughs> radio right across Canada and get a good solid message. We don't know, but it's like I guess he started walking. <laughs> In February, and uh, he said something like well you know I haven't been asked they haven't asked me to go back to work. I don't know what he does he's a veteran of some kind mm-hmm. so that that's one element of uh, but these elements are coming together and there's the the spokespersons presumably for the veterans was like no, we don't want to. you know we don't really want to cause any problems we just want to do our thing and then we want to go away but then there's the story of this like the the compound outside of Ottawa where they're all gathering. it's like okay, like you you all have a compound, right? So that's not yeah. like, that's not just going to Canada a day and going, yeah, look at us, uh, Hong Kong. Honk. Uh, no, there's there's more to it than that. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. There's strategy in that. And there's like, well, they won't let us do it here. And, you know, Mayor Wilson and the cops and everybody are saying, you know, we're not going to hesitate. I guess they're keeping Wellington Street closed, right? Yeah. So the concern is that all this is going to bleed into Byron Market as it did, Uh, earlier in the year and the and the businesses there that who are trying to you know it's probably one of their biggest days if not the biggest right with Mm -hmm. with all the tourists going through and there's just going to be this junk this same crap about you didn't serve me and you know like they'll just even though that you probably don't have to wear a mask there now, all this stuff they'll come up with something to whine about not being able to get a beaver tail or something right Mm -hmm. Is that what it's about? That's what it's going to end up about, right? Because there aren't going to be any trucks there. There's not going to be, you know, they're not, they're not going to get close the way that they did last time. If ever again, I don't think that that is going to be allowed.
0: I mean, I wonder if it's going to be anything at all. This isn't like, you know, January in Ottawa, this, you know, it's, it's Canada day. There's going to, there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of activities on the Hill,
1: um, yeah and the party's moved a bit right because it's not the hill's still closed for construction as it has been and will be for ages right? so it's not yeah they're, they're I mean, not right at the building getting that shot again it's like it's right somewhere, i didn't even know that little park i think park get it's not little but that's like yeah like big,
0: yeah. yeah technically the official festivities i think they said are over at four um which is why they're having their dance party the at, at five the freedom convoy there's they're, they're oh. having a dance party with djs right. and everything but i mean it, it, this is kind of like the goofy stuff there is something like serious and and justin ling had a report in Vice about how um you know this is kind of uh, becoming a real point of concern that you have this group the integrated terrorism Athes- terrorism assessment center saying that um violence while you know it's going to be unlikely this weekend there is and i'm quoting a culture in which individuals including supporters of ideologically motivated violent extremism feel that they can uh create incite and celebrate violence without consequence um yeah which it should be a real warning shot for those of us i mean we were joking at the beginning of the show about the uh certain people trying to uh incite stuff on january 6th in washington dc last year yeah. but i mean that's kind of the warning with this too and then you have uh this meeting that you alluded to with top not just top but uh, daniel Bulford, who is a former rcmp officer tom mm-hmm. Marizano, uh, Marizano, who says he was fired from georgian college because he uh talked You know, he talks smack about vaccine mandates. He tried to run for the Ontario Party, which was a virulent um, conspiracy theory, anti-mandate party in the last election. And they were also there with Dr. Paul Alexander, who people Uh. remember from the Trump administration who tried to bury some of the, you know, the COVID numbers so that Trump wouldn't look as delinquent in his COVID response. But they're all on Parliament Hill in the parliament, in a parliamentary meeting room, meeting with several conservative mps including Leslyn lewis who is <clears throat> probably not going to be the leader of the conservative of the conservatives when the, this leadership race is over but is definitely a player she oh, is yeah. definitely an influencer in this party and here she is meeting with three people who you know were inciting violent extremism last year
1: yeah, that's not cool. I mean, they really need to find another venue for something like that. But then they'll say, well, you know, we're just meeting with our, well, I'm going to say constituents, but we're meeting with <laughs> people.
0: I mean, you're <laughs> not is, wrong. It
1: is a certain constituency, but it's not necessarily anyone's specific constituency. But yeah, so that's that. That's just not right. And, you know, you, ha- you have to wonder if, if enough of the people that were there. Uh, between, you know, inflation, the price of fuel, like real challenges, or are they mm-hmm. just, you know, fed up, bored, broke? Uh, there ha- there has to be. There has to be some of that out of what had happened, right? So not, not just out of what had happened to them, but it's like, okay, you you went back to your lives for a while. Now you're going to come. This is the big comeback to Ottawa. Are you really going to drive your rig there? Do you know mm-hmm. how much that's going to cost, right? Mm-hmm. This is reality of it, regardless of what your beliefs are, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are they going to take the via? I <laughs> just probably not, right? <gasps> Is there a mask mandate on the via yet? I mean, that would be a big, you know, take over a whole training. We're not wearing the masks. Cough, cough, BA5, right? Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's, it, I, I do wonder how much of, I mean, there are some serious people in this who, you know, do want to incite violence, but you have people like this Marcus Ray person. He used to be an exotic dancer. Uh, then he became a motivational speaker. And now he's like, Leading you know convoy protests
1: And as say he sells supplements Or something
0: Well I mean here's I the know. thing is like you have people like Chris Guy saying like this Marcus Ray person Is a grifter and it's like do you I mean, know Who Chris you
1: Skye. are it's- King, King grifter Chris Guy is Complaining about somebody's grifting Oh and, is the Queen of Canada is the QAnon Queen going
0: I don't Know but oh. I was reading a piece about her today On the conversation about um, How uh, she's Gotten people to not pay their utilities. And now people are deeply confused why the power company shut off Hydra to their house.
1: Yeah, but, you know, being the queen, that she should just be able to pay it or get it forgiven, right? It's not.
0: Well, I mean, I mean one would queen, one to, would think uh, being a queen, but on the other hand, her subjects are now currently raising $65,000 so she can get a new RV. Oh, that's right. She lives in an RV right now or something, right? <laughs> but I mean, speaking of, I, I did want to squeeze this in before we wrapped up this week. Sure. Um, speaking of returns, you know who? You know who came back last
1: Friday, right? Uh, maybe no. Ooh. Q Q's back. He's back. Oh wow! There was a Q, was a Q drop. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, what's the word? Uh, I, I I believe I don't the think this coded is coded mystical thing that needs no know, no. To I I don't think this what is what it says or
0: <laughs> no no. It was it wasn't even that complicated. It, it was I, I don't think this is an exact quote, but he's it was like, do you want to play a game? Or do you want to play a game again or something like that? Or like war
1: games? Like
0: I—I <laughs> I mean, a lot of people have made that joke, but a lot of people have
1: also made the joke. <laughs> first that I've heard of it's like the first thing. Wow, that's original. Yeah, it's. I mean, there was.
0: Yeah, there was a, like one of the original q jobs of something to the effect of. Um, This is not a game. Learn how to play the game. So this is
1: like E.T. phone home or something.
0: (laughs) I know, right. But I I have heard people wonder aloud if uh, this is like Ron Watkins trying to get some juice going for his flailing Arizona congressional campaign, which seems entirely likely unfortunately because that's that's what politics has come down to not if you're going to run and 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 and, you know come up with policies to help people's lives but if are are you a grifter who's running for government because you literally have nothing better to do oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's a few of those in
1: there Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yikes wow
0: yeah yeah i think uh i think ron might be uh throwing the throwing the proverbial plate against the wall and smattering it with ketchup by the end of the summer if you know what I mean
1: mm.
0: we'll have to leave that there
1: <laughs> get him by the throat that's, ah.
0: <laughs> shouldn't laugh okay, uh, uh, <laughs> <hell>. <laughs>
1: oh, My queen's gonna be there oh goodness in her beat up
0: harpy. <laughs> yeah noted it all right that's it, it for this week show. dreams yeah yeah <laughs> you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, if she's going to have a constantly area, it should be red green, but I'll leave that there before we get mm-hmm. too much in trouble. Anyway, uh, that's it for this week's show. We hope you liked it. Stay connected to us at our website opensourcesguelph.com or on Facebook and Newswire, <laughs> and we're on Twitter at OS underscore Guelph. If you'd like to listen to our show again, you can download it from our website every Monday. You can get it at the Guelph Politicast channel on Podbean or through your favorite podcast app at Apple, Stitcher, Google, TuneIn, and Spotify. You can find me personally on twitter and instagram at adam A. Donson, and you can check out my news and politics site at guelphpolitico.ca
1: i'm scotty Hertz on facebook scotty hurts on twitter and for all our great shows here on cfru take note james top uh, cfru.ca <laughs> slash shows
0: <laughs> smash that subscribe button james top um <laughs> on your radio <laughs> on your radio that's right
1: get him a little sticker that says subscribe <laughs> yeah.
0: Stay tuned for more great programming here on CFRU, 93.3 FM, CFRU.ca, Guelph Campus and Community Radio. Have a safe, happy, and introspective Canada Day, however you're observing. We will return next Thursday at 5 p.m. for more open sources, and we will see you then.